entrepreneurs in our own way, but we have um, different gifts and talents and abilities, and we're just trying to hone in on how to make money doing those things. So we just formed a group and um, have been sharing ideas and getting speakers on. So all of those things have been giving us, um, I believe we've been getting some inspiration and uh, a lot of motivation here, just hearing people you know, impart into us, which has been really nice. So, um, thank you for coming, Denise. I appreciate it. And um, just going into a little bit about Denise, so you guys can can know more of who she is. Um, she is the CEO of Podcasters Unlimited, and um, she started her. She says she discovered her passion in 2011, and she became one of the hosts of a show titled "Sexaholic" on the Indie <laughs> Republic Network. Sexaholic. We may want to know more about that. And it said, I'm going to change that. <laughs> and said that you did three years of hosting and podcasting yeah. online radio, started producing content for podcast shows and coordinating the operations of the podcast radio network, thelovezoneusa.com. Six years later, it grew into a network of six podcast shows and a total listenership of 350,000 people. So that is pretty exciting because... A lot of us who are interested in doing a podcast, um, we don't know where to start. We don't know even what to do. So thank you for coming, Denise. Of course. Denise Duran talking to us today. And just, we're going to, um, the way I want to kind of do this is do 30 minutes of just us talking. And then I'm going to open okay. it up for 30 minutes of Q&A, if that's okay. So okay. While, while she's talking, if you guys can just take notes and then, as soon as we're finished and I open it up to Q&A, be ready for questions because this is your time to learn from somebody who's had 350,000 listeners and we want to, you know, get, you know, tips for success from successful people, of course. <laughs> so did people this time. Last time it was just you and Ron and I was, I was like, <laughs> I was supposed to be a bigger I get to meet everybody now, right? This is our mastermind group. We got people that are still going to be coming on, and okay. uh, but you'll get to meet everybody. It's, it's 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 usually about eighteen solid, or maybe twelve to eighteen solid people. Okay. Um. So all right, and we're gonna go ahead and get started. But so Denise, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in podcasting. So um, I got started in two thousand and eleven. It was more so like a like a hobby sort of thing. One of my friends, her brother used to do promotions. I'm from New Jersey. I'm sure you can tell by my accent. So I, I'm sure. But um, he, they did promotions for marketing and for boat rides. So they owned the boat and they threw parties. And because they were not able to get big radio play, they started their own radio station. So my best friend's brother was the promoter and they needed someone to fill in for this radio station. And it was a, I'm like a radio station that they were like, well, it's up, it's in a small studio, it's online, would you come? And I'm like, okay. So I showed up and it was a show that was based on the themes of the boat every month. So that theme was like, you know, the whole sexaholic thing. And we ended up doing that theme, like three guys and two girls, you know, talk, talking for two hours, music and interviewing artists that they had on the boat. The boat was about 600 people per month. It's like a three floor yacht. And so that's how I started getting into podcasting. After doing the hosting for that, we ventured on interviewing different artists that had independent music that needed play, that needed radio play. At that time with podcasting, it was called live stream or Ustream. You would stream live like this in a computer. There's a chat room and that's the host and the setup and everyone's talking. We, we are talking about our segments and that's how I got into it. Then about six and a half years ago, I met a gentleman who um, was, um, he, he did radio for a very long time. He actually worked in the music business and he was a, a staple in Sirius XM for this channel called Old Town Soul. So he was one of the head v DJs there and he had uh, subscribers listening into him. He left Sirius and he started the Love Zone USA. He only had one show and he would do that show one hour a week. So consistency is key in podcasting every single Thursday for one hour at the same time, at the same, the same time to the minute, 8.30 to 9.30, or th sorry, it was 8 to 10 every Thursday for about two years. He gained about, I think it was like 4,000 listeners a month. He talked about love, dating, 
Um, he had authors on, experts about love, just relationship related things. So he was looking to find someone to bring in, um, to create a Latin show and to create a Spanish show. So when I, I'm, I'm from the Dominican Republic originally, originally, but I came here very young. So I, I know how to speak Spanish and English and write it very well. So I saw he put a place that ad at that time. It was Craigslist, no judgment. <laughs> so I was like, Craigslist. I was like, okay. So I reached out to him and I'm like, why did you have this ad with all this? He's like, I, I haven't been able to find anyone, you know, and I, and I, he came across my show and he was like, you know, it's funny. So it worked out. I actually helped him build a show called The Girlfriend Network. We never created a Latin show, but we created a show with three women with all different ages, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And they spoke about their experiences with love, dating, and had experts and topics that were related. So we did that and our listenership grew. Then there were other shows that came on. One of the things that happened with that is some of the questions you have and what the biggest mistake that we made. So that way you guys don't do it now. So at that time, podcasting was still known as internet radio. It was at that 2013, 2014 kind of um, wave. That was the first wave of podcasting. As you guys know, the second wave of podcasting hit like 2018. Specifically, you're getting familiar with companies who have the predominant space and just all of the ownership. Spotify is one of the biggest podcast players in the industry today. So that's my story <laughs> and that's how I got started and just giving you a little bit so you guys know the industry and know who's involved and what's happening because it changes so fast. Okay. So that's how you kind of got started mm -hmm. and um, how did you grow your audience? Because a lot of us um, don't even know how to get an audience. Where do you start? So how we, so we started our blog talk. A lot of you guys, um, you know, you might not be familiar with podcasting that my blog talk is a phone call and a studio and you don't need a mic. You don't need any, any equipment, but it's very mono stereo. So the sound isn't as clear as you would have, like you hear the names like Apple podcasts, you hear names like anchor Lipson. Those are hosting sites where you go and you place your podcast after you record it on those sites. So at that time, the sound wasn't really good. So to, to just let you know that the sound was not that great at that time. And there was, there were still those hosting sites, specifically Lipson at the time that had those clear sounding, but we had really good content. So to engage the audience, a lot of the things that we did, we actually did a lot of tying to what was happening currently. And usually people do that, but more so, um, for example, we did a show, I, I would say this was years ago, there was a woman who was coming out. At that time, it was the transition of women that were talking about um, their change and, and, and sexuality and, and differences. So we reached out to a woman who came out with a book about her sexual freedom, and it was tied into celebrities that she claims that she had different sexual engagements in, and we're the love zone. Our show was personal interest, love dating, and we talked to her about that, and she was open about that. So engaging your audience is creating good content, content that's relevant to what's happening in the now. Whatever is the current climate within, you know, entertainment, news, you have to kind of link that to what's going on to get people's attention. Right now, we're in a very difficult time. You know, all of us know there's a lot of turmoil. So I'm recording a podcast right now. And the tone of my podcast is based on, you know, everything that's happening. But it also depends, right? What type of podcast people have sports podcasts, people have business podcasts, people have you know, just talk podcasts. Our podcast was talk with, you know, like I said, love, dating. So though anything that was current within relationships and that was changing, evolving within relationships, we were, we had to be, a, we had to be abreast of that because we would not know otherwise what to talk about if we were not talking about those things that were current. So that was one, one way was creating content that connected to your audience, um, being consistent. Uh, another thing was any information that we wanted to speak about that was expert related, we would not speak about. We would have an expert, an author, um, someone who was a doctor, because at the end of the day, people love opinions and statements, but you don't want to hear me talking about rocket science if I'm not a rocket science, you know, scientist. And there's also obligations as a podcaster and someone who is creating content to give the correct information to people. 
you know, and know what you're talking about. So um, those are the things I would say is, you know, being genuine, creating good content, informative content, and actually having experts or people, depending on what type of show you have, just depending on what type of show, it's good to have people who are professional speak of certain, certain topics because people are listening and listeners and audience are influenced by your information. And, you know, you don't want to be in a position where you say something that's not correct. And I mean, you, we all know how it is. Anything that you put on, on any public social media handle can come back to just cancel your whole existence. <laughs> so it's out there, once you put it out there, it's out there forever. Yeah. It's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good information. I think it's good. So current events is a big one. Right. Um, consistency and expert opinions. Now, let, let me ask you this. What if their show isn't about current events and it's just about maybe food or are those type of top get topics able to get a consistent audience? If it's not about like just up-to-date celebrity news, right. whatever's going on. Yeah, you you're definitely could. As long as you know what audience you are reaching. If you know that, for example, there's something called the remix. Um, I learned that years ago from a few YouTubers and certain people that I've spoken to and gone to seminars. A remix is an idea that works and you remix it and tailor it to yourself. For example, you take you can take any template from any popular um, food, as you said, food podcasts out there or food channels. You see that same type of template and you make it your own. If it's already working for someone, don't fix it if it's not broken. It works. So with food, you know, that's something very specific, food, for example. And I, I know these two YouTubers, I can't think of their name at the top, off the top of my head, but they charge a lot of money to give you this information. And they were doing like a special, and I know a speaker who went to their event, and it's called a remix. It's pretty much repurposing an idea and turning and tailoring it for you and your audience. So with something like food, I don't know many food podcasts because I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I've never really heard of food podcasts, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot out there that are popular, but with something like food, that might be visual, let's use that as an example, and something like an education podcast, what I've seen a lot is a combination, having a YouTube channel and having the podcast at the same time. So you have the most visibility and you have the visual aspect, and then you can take that same video, YouTube, and put it into a hosting site because a lot of them have the ability to turn an mp3 which is a video um the the specific name file for a video and convert it into mp3 which is an audio without you doing anything so um that's my suggestion for something like food you know make sure that you look at some you look at a, a, a platform um of someone who has a brand or a podcast and maybe do something similar and make it your own just because of the fact that you know the i've i've really never used the remix idea i've used it for talk you know and entertainment because that that's something that's across the board that's very um people do that a lot right so it just depends but um with something that specific specific i would have definitely looked to someone who's doing something similar and make it your own and know who your audience is like know who your audience is what's your passion for it and how you can make it your own and these youtubers uh, i can't remember their names i swear off the top of my head they they were charging they've made millions using just that small aspect of that to see what works for you and what works for the audience and what they like you know so now now let me ask you this about um you said make it in your own. How important is branding when it comes to podcasting? It's it's very important to brand your podcast. And that was one of the things I wish I would have known in the beginning. And when what what when what I mean about branding it. So you guys are all entrepreneurs, correct? Most of you dabble in different businesses and you have a lot of different outlets. I always suggest that any content that you have any interviews, any interviews you do, hone in on it and put it within your brand because that's you, that's your story, that's your brand and you represent that whole umbrella, correct? So what, what I mean by that is that in instances, if you have a particular name, 
that's your brand. Let's say you come up, you you do a masterclass, you do the masterclass, the masterclass podcast. You want to make sure that that brand name is not taken. You have a URL, a website, and you make sure you secure your brand, having all those things lined up, having, make sure that you get the .com, make sure the .net or, you know, secure the URL, make sure that that brand name is not taken. Because I see a lot of podcasters who start off and they'll name their podcast, the everything and nothing podcast. And then you Google and it's like three different everything and nothing podcast, but they're spelled different. They have a different um, apostrophe instead of everything and is with an N just because the name is already taken. So that's just one aspect of branding yourself, securing that you have the name, that you have, you own every single entity of that, that, that whole personality because the brand is your whole personality in your business. Now, another thing with branding is I wish that we, we did more of is everybody does merchandise or sell something that gives you that, that memory, like, like ethos, right? We, we talk about marketing and ethos and pathos, like that emotional connection to a product that is a brand that you represent. That was something that we, we failed on at the love zone was actually having merchandise or having, you know, maybe a book or having something that connects that brand to different accessories that the consumer is going to want to consume because it's connected to that umbrella. So I think that, you know, making sure that you have, you secure all aspects of the brand, making sure you have maybe some merchandise or accessory, if that's where your position is financially to do so. Um, and also being consistent on social media with the brand, being able to, to talk about it daily. I mean, I see you, Michael, for example, you're very, you're very big and we spoke about this on social media. And the reason you get the most engagement that you get because you, you, engage, you engage us, so we engage you back. And branding is engagement. If you're not engaging anyone, you're not going to, to, and I'm not the best at that. So like when the stuff that we do with um, the podcast community, because I have a podcasters of New Jersey, it's an incubator where I actually have different podcasters come in every month and I bring in um, business experts and podcast experts to talk about different like actual um, facets of how you can develop your podcast. Um, they bring books, they bring things that attach, right, that attach to their brand. They're like, look, I have this book, I have this audio, I have this shirt. They bring something so people can remember, okay, yeah, that's the person who came in, so-and-so, and things of that nature. So with with um, my incubator, I post a lot on, like, right now we're doing more IG, um, Instagram, I do Facebook, and I do a lot of Twitter. So more, you, it's hard to be on all social media platforms, but, but, but sorry, specifically, choose the one that's going to be the one that you're able to be on. For example, you're good at Facebook and maybe Twitter two or three because okay. you need that engagement. I want to engage my, um, my community more. And I know that their, their, their higher engagement is on Instagram versus Facebook. So that's where they respond the most. So I actually do my brand for the podcast incubator. I do my live on I, and Instagram because that's where I get the bulk. Now I can do simulcast, which is simultaneously cast, casting from Facebook at the same time, Instagram, you can do all these different platforms at the same time. But I know that I'm going to hone in that personal um, approach, because that's where I get the most engagement is on Instagram. I so I brought up you as a good example, yeah. because you, you engage people. Facebook. And you yeah, know how I to mostly, um, do mostly Facebook, like you were saying, because my audience is a little bit older, like um, I think you should know your audience too, because if exactly on, that's what I was right. Uh, if you're on Instagram and that's mostly millennials, right? Um, but you're trying to sell insurance. Right. <laughs> I mean, it could be possible, but I think you have an older audience on Facebook that you can more communicate with. Because a lot of people that are thirty and you'll up. be surprised. You'll be surprised though. You have people who are on Instagram too, because my my. Um, my audience that the, the, I did a survey and that's also important. I do surveys from time to time and I gauge what's important in the topics. What did they like? What they, what they did not like? What do they want to see more? How is their progress? And I, I did get between 30 and 45 and they, they do come on Instagram. So yeah, I, I just think it's a mix. Yeah. It's a mix. I try to do both. I try to stay on both, but I found that most of my being able to really converse with people and have those deep conversations is Facebook because that's where people like to talk. Right. It's mostly like nice pictures that relate to your brand. Yeah. Bring them back to Facebook and talk to them too for me. 
Um, and you know, see, th there you go. You know what works for you. And that's what I'm saying. Any social media that works for you is some way for you to connect. Engagement for brand is important. Merchandise is important. Um, building a following, responding to people and, and communicating with them. You don't know who that person who made a comment on your page. You don't know who anyone is until you talk to them. So right. those are things that are really important, I think. And that's too how we met through the love zone because Mike, right. um, I went on there because I had a book and Mike yes. brought me on. To, you still have a book. I still have a book. I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. that book is still there <laughs> on Amazon. But yeah, he brought me on. That's how we kind of met was, was, right. uh, you know, just be, me being a guest and being able to produce a product. Cause I knew how important it was to be able to say, Hey, here's my product, here's how right. you can reach me, you know, find me. and that app kind of monetizes your brand as well, so. The relevancy too. You took that time when it came out and that was the relevancy and you monetize that product, it's true. Yeah. Now, what three things do you need to start a podcast? Mm, I would say the same thing that I told you, Iran. You just need a good laptop, a good mic, and a good set of, of headphones. Okay. I, I mean, it's really not that hard. Do you have any you recommend? Um, I actually, so I send you two articles and I wanted to send it to Ron and I'll, you could share it with the group. I actually have, I can show you, I have a USB mic, which just plugs in directly into my computer, but other people like to use interfaces and an actual XRL mic, which is the regular mic that you see, excuse me, when people are on stage that they plug into a little box. So it just depends on, you know, your budget, um, what's your comfortability and how fast you want to podcast. The USB mic sounds great. It's good as a XRL mic with an interface and they both sound equally better. I hear that the interface does sound clear. It just depends on where you, where, you know, what brand you buy and what kind of interface. But I feel like the Blue Yeti is a good starter mic because you don't have to deal with all the extra technical things and you can just focus on developing your content, developing your format for your podcast and organizing your episodes and working on your guests or whatever, you know, topics you might need. So I, I would suggest the Blue Yeti. I mean, it's about $125, but you don't need a, uh, you don't need an interface and the mic. You can get an interface and the mic between 150 to 200. It just all depends on how savvy you are with technology and how much you know about it. But I would say headphones, a laptop, and a mic. I mean, there's so many different softwares. Do huh? you recommend um, starting with YouTube and kind of connecting YouTube and a podcast together? Or do you just start with either or? I would suggest start with as many outlets that you can be visible and seen on. You want to, it's just so many competition. It's just so much competition right now. There's so many people podcasting. I know that when we gave um, the statistics at the end of last year, it was about 790,000, I think. It's mm -hmm. at about a million. And that's due to COVID and the time that people had to be home. And they're like, oh, you know what? I always was, I was going to start this podcast. Let me start it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say just be as visible as possible. If you don't, that's what we did. We have a, so I do a meetup so everybody un understands what that is. I, I went on meetup.com and I, and I started meeting up with different podcasters in the area and the city of New Jersey. And I was offered to do my meeting after a month at, um, you guys are familiar with Audible, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Audible has here in New Jersey, they have a big present, presence with Rutgers University. So I was invited to the Audible building to a, a venture capitalist um, floor that's sponsored by Audible in conjunction with Rutgers to host a meetup. And I, I pretty much did my meetup maybe for like a month and a half. So a lot of people that I knew were doing meetups, they were pay, paying for space. So if you are around locally, and I spoke to you both about that or in your area, the more you do and the more people know, you'll be fresh on people's mind. They're like, oh yeah, I know this girl, Denise. Yeah, you know, she talks a little fast. She's Dominican, Afro-Latina. Yeah, she's doing it. She does this meetup. You know, I see that she has engagement. Let's invite her. And, you know, this person who invited me, it, he does podcasts. He has his own production team. And he mentored me a little bit as well. And we still have a great relationship. So the reason I'm bringing that up is about your brand. I represented myself, had my, my, my logo. I had my name. I had my meetup. I had everything that I need to have. I didn't have a website at the beginning, but then I had a website. So it's just about making sure that you are on people's minds. So being on YouTube, 
being on IG, being as many things, being visible is important because you're on, on people's minds freshly. Remember that we're in an oversaturated type of, um, sorry, sorry, type of, it, it's just oversaturated like generation that is just so much social media and things are so fast and rapid that we don't even know what today is. Like I kept thinking today was Thursday and it's like Wednesday, like it's almost July. So <laughs> if you're not fresh on people's minds, you know, you're not going to move forward with it. Okay. And um, tell me about the best hosting sites. What do you recommend for hosting sites? So we have paid and we have free. So free, I like Anchor a lot. Uh, a lot of people have their things that they say. What I like about Anchor is that it's pretty much free. It's very easy to use. It, it actually just all hosting sites. So, you know, is where you put your podcast after you record your podcast, you upload it to the site. And they distribute your podcast to like Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, TuneIn. Um, I think there's Pocket Cast. Now, do you uh, own different... the rights once you put it up there? I think yeah, I'm... you own the rights pretty much to your IP, your intellectual property. They, they're not able to take that. The, the thing about Anchor is that you're able to monetize, just like any hosting site, monetize for your podcast. So let's say you have a podcast about like your masterclass podcast and they'll find sponsorships and monetization to help you make some money. So I like Anchor. Lipson is one of the best. It's been out since 2004, 2004. So they've been in, in the game for a very long time and they're very good. What I like about Lipson that they're there, they have a, a passion for independent podcasters and indie podcasters, a lot of diversity. So I know um, one of the women who are in my group, she, her name is Kimberly. She has uh, a, two podcasts and one of her podcasts was featured on the front page of Lipson and beautiful artwork that she had, really, really nice podcast. And she was on there for like a whole month and a half. And her podcast just started a year, not even a year ago. So they like new podcasts. They like to promote indie, independent podcasters and diversity. Um, Anchor doesn't have that whole layout outlook like Lipson does, but Anchor is connected to Spotify. And Spotify is, you know, a, a big, a big monster. I mean, right now in, in the, they offered Joe Rogan $100 million for his contract recently. Wow. Okay. But he's been, but that's, but the thing is, Joe Rogan was already like a pseudo celebrity, a comedian, you know, he had notoriety, but he's podcasted for 11 years. I mean, nobody in 11 years is going to ever make a hundred million dollars. Right. But we, we might, we might, let's put it out there. We, you to. never know. You don't. Right. But he did it for 11 years. That's not a little bit of time. That's a, there's a lot of things that happen in 11 years. <laughs> That's a lot of cycles of your lifetime in 11 years. So it wasn't an overnight thing. And that's what I think people come into podcasting expecting it to be overnight. And it's not, you know, you get, yeah, I think that's the thing. People see the end result and they think, Oh, they started podcasting, but they don't see the struggle all the way up until that point could have taken. Right. Years. Yeah. So what are the, speaking of that, what are the biggest challenges um, in someone who is attempting to start a podcast? Starting just starting just start to uh, start the podcast like every you know it's we're so hung up on perfection we're so hung up on what people are going to think and that's back to the society that we live in with the oversaturation of perfection just it's just so many options it's like you want to watch a movie on netflix and by the time you you look at it it's like 25 minutes of you looking through things already you're like oh my god what that's me i spend my whole night me too like, I, like you know what <laughs> i'm like you know what i'm not watching anything i'm just gonna go read it and it's the same thing with podcasts. There's so many, yeah, so many options. So just start. Just start. Even if you think your audio quality, I mean, audio quality is important, but content is more important. Like I told you, we sounded like, hi, welcome to the Girlfriend Network. Oh, no. And we have Faith Evans like this. Hi, guys. And people listen, 10,000 people listen to that interview with Faith Evans. And she wasn't even relevant at the time. I mean, she's always been relevant as far as, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys know who she is, but She's a singer, an R&B singer. And at the time, she didn't really have anything that connected us to bring her on. There was no news about her. She didn't have a new album. She didn't have a new show. I just said, I, you know, my mentor was like, just reach out to her. I'm like, I don't want to reach out to her. She never going to say that. And he's like, what's she going to say? No. And I'm like, yeah, she is probably going to say no. <laughs> so I reached out and she was like, yeah, no. And I controlled the conversation. And my mentor was like, listen, anytime you deal with a celebrity or someone important, you let them know this is the time, this is the day, and that's it. 
then you go from there. If you let them do it, they'll show up in five minutes because they have yeah. time. So he but was right. I got her on. Of that. I'm sorry. And you have to be in control. Yeah, you have to be in control. Okay. So you have to start. Start the podcast. Reach out to whoever celebrity, whoever it is you want to reach out to. They're going to say no. And I mean, right now, with the way the current climate is, with the reflection stage of COVID and all the horrible things that happened, the, 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 the phones, the cyber war that everybody's saying, the internet messing up, we kind of been taken down back to reality and noticed that things are not perfect and things are not what we thought they were. And I think that people could be forgiving. And <laughs> if you start your podcast and it's not the best as you progress, as long as you're your authentic self, I think there's not going to be an issue. Another thing too, I know many people that I've spoken to reached out to a few celebrities. One of my friends who's in my group, she she interviewed, he's a guy who's on um, ESPN. His, his name is Mike. He's on, his, his, his girlfriend is one of the girls on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, Mike, she got him. She got, so, she ended up, she even interviewed Brian Michael Cox, the songwriter who won Grammys just because she said, hey, Brian, I want to talk about <laughs> R&B and she connected it and made it, you know, relevant. She ended up having someone who was at that caliber that wanted to speak to her. So just start your podcast, reach out to who you want to reach out to, because even me reaching out to any of you, we're going to probably go back and forth like, Hey, what's your schedule? What's your schedule? It's going to be the same effort. If you reach out to someone you feel as though it's going to say no. It's and the I same think a effort. A lot of people are afraid of doing that because they think, oh, they're too big. They'll say no. But sometimes those people are like, sure. Oh, you're doing a podcast about inner city youth. Hey, that's my passion. I do want to talk about this. You never know what people are interested in or what they will, um, you know, engage with you about. And are right. In that stuff. And you could right now, and I, I don't want to be that person. And I'm not saying it to be, um, to be funny, but. Right now, there's a lot of people that still, COVID is still kind of like, it's still around. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's shifting and people are leaving the house, but people still have certain, they still have time. They have time right now a little bit. People are still working from home. If you reach out, you will get it. I know someone who interviewed Al Roker. They were chasing Al Roker from, he's like this, I don't know if you know, he's like a newscaster. He's big over here, like New York, New Jersey. For like two years, COVID came. Like in two weeks, he booked them. Wow. So it's just, yeah, Take it's just of the opportunities you have. <laughs> huh? Take advantage of the opportunities. Take advantage. Take advantage of what's going on. I mean, I, I, it's, it's not great what's happening, but there's possibilities for you to get people to, to maybe talk to you or interview you right now because they have a little bit more time and they're more at home. So I guess before I open it up to everybody, I just wanted, the last thing I want to ask is for you to just kind of um, talk, tell us a little bit about Podcasters Unlimited. That's your company you started. Okay. And what you teach others. So I started Podcasters Unlimited because I ran the Love Zone um, operations for like about five years. And at that time we had sponsors like Audible, we had restaurants and we were making some money. And with Podcasters Unlimited, the difference that I'm trying to create is a network. I already have my show, um, two, well, actually two shows and the show that I'm recording and I have three other people coming on board. And the reason that I'm creating the network is to tell the stories that I want to tell and tell specific stories the way I want to do it. So we do bring on different podcasters and we do collaborations where they are able to have their hosting site um, covered. They're able to um, have their own websites. They have their individuality, but they have a network for support. So that's what I do. And I also consult and create curriculum. Right now, I'm actually working with a woman who was the, she was the VP at NPR, and she's doing something for one of the colleges here, and I'm going to be working on doing something with her. So with Podcasters Unlimited, we concentrate on content, we concentrate on collaboration, curriculum, and, and consulting. So yeah, so the network, uh, right now, I would say we have two shows. I, I just actually did everything legal. I have my trademark. I have my, my, my LLC, my tax ID. I have everything, like I said, in place correctly done. Cause a lot of times with, with certain podcasts or companies, they, because they're entertainment based, they don't have things lined up. And we talked about that earlier, their trademark name, they'll have the same name as someone else and they can't claim it. So pretty much my, my, my biggest goal right now is to create the network 
And I did that when I was on the love zone, but I'm doing it very differently. And what I say is that the mistake I will never make again <laughs> that we did on the love zone, we put everything under one channel. So it was like, we expected, we had the love zone and we had all these shows. The network that I'm creating, everyone has their own individual RSS feed, which is the feed that you use for podcasting, which stands for really simple syndication. And when you talk about television as a model, nobody's going to syndicate all of ABC's content. They're going to, they're going to syndicate blackish. They're going to syndicate grownish. They're going to syndicate maybe whatever other, um, how to get away with murder. They're not going to take all the ABC's content and put it on right to another platform. So that's the mistake we made. We were not making things individualizing it and we were not giving hosts and certain team members more responsibilities for that. So with Podcasters Unlimited, those are the four C's that I concentrate on content, collaboration, curriculum, and consulting. And um, I mean, I, I literally just started doing this like in this form because I had a, a not, I have a not-for-profit, which is the incubator, which I'm have an alliance right now currently with the Tech United. And we bring in, like I told you, with the venture capitalists at the Rutgers place and we stopped doing that. So once COVID came, I said, I need to do this. Like, I'm going to start my own business. So many of you don't, you don't, you guys don't know the, the, my mentor who I speak about, we had the love zone and he just suddenly passed away in February. So between February and now, I had that with him and the company with that, everything kind of came to a halt after he passed away because things were not legally you know, solidify correctly. So from now to February, I would have lost time if I didn't step up and create my own business. So I took the opportunity and I did that. And, um, and I'm excited about it. I mean, I have a couple of people who are coming on and I help them create some of their content, their ideas, their names, um, schedule their shows, decide if they're going to do seasons, if they're going to do something that's ongoing. So it's, it's pretty fun. It's a lot of work though. Yeah. Podcasting is a lot of work. Just put it out there. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Thank you for even coming here and talking to us. Um, of course. This because this is all this is giving us all a lot of insight into the world of podcasting. Um, and I want everybody to hopefully ask her questions too while you have the chance while we have her on the line. Absolutely. Caleb, you have somewhere to be. So did you want to ask your question first? I know you might be getting ready to go. I hope I was not speaking, you know. Jersey, Spanish fast. I like your accent. I think it's cute. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Caleb. Yeah, um, I, I don't really have any questions, but I, I mean, I definitely think I, I was listening the whole time and, and took some notes before I left. Um, I mean, I love it. I love learning and, and I listen to podcasts a lot. So kind of to hear like the backstory of it was pretty cool. I think of how like, you know, there's a, a lot of the ones I listen to are not big people or really big people so like in between so just kind of cool to hear how it, how it gets started yeah thank you thank you i appreciate you and yeah listen to as many as you can listen to because it helps you get better mm -hmm. does anybody else have a question i'm gonna open it up hey, for anyone who's done. i do yeah hey denise you were talking about the hosting so you mentioned anchor and lipson which are is lipson free or did you, okay, so Lipson well, has a five. Which ones are paid ones? So maybe just go over a little more on that. Okay, so there's Lipson that you pay. It's $15 a month. And with $15 a month, you can do about four to six hours of content a month. Then they have a $5 a month, which is about two hours to two hours and a half. I'm not sure if that's enough for people who want to do something weekly. You know, usually podcasts are from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Some people do very long podcasts. So Lipson has a $5. $15 and I think it goes up to $45 and anchor is completely free and it's it's not that it's unlimited but the podcast that I've done they're about 45 minutes long and it's about twice a month so I haven't run into like a situation with like well we need to upgrade you you need to pay more there's also Simplecast too which a lot of people are jumping on Simplecast and they have a free version as well and Podbean does too so you can check those out. But I know that the, I know for a fact that Libsyn has a $5 a month and it's like a very small gigabyte of sound. I think it maybe it's an hour and a half to two hours and a half. And that's very little. I think that's a little bit if you are like doing a half an hour, 45 minute, like something like this, if you do like every other week, you might run out of room. So mm -hmm. 
Lipson is good though. I, I like I like what they do. If you could pay for for them, go ahead. Anchor's free. Simplecast. I'll tell you right now because I have it in front of me. They have a free version, but I'm not sure what's their limit. And they start you on a free trial for two weeks, and then it's fifteen dollars a month for Simplecast. And they're fairly new. Um, they do a lot of promo for a lot of the, um, independent podcasters. So the um so the it's. There's like a hosting and then there's a player like Apple podcast is the player downcast, which is the one I listen to that. That's just who plays it from yeah. a host site. They're not, Correct. they're not really the host. They're, they're more of the actual delivery then. Right? right. Right. You, they call it a hosting site because you, you put your podcast on there and then they distribute your podcast to the same places you just mentioned downcast okay. and Apple podcast. And they do that for you. So you don't have to individually do this for, 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 they do everything for you. Okay, got it. Thanks. That's part of what you pay for. So that's good to know. Yeah. Right, Denise, Denise, fire. I like it. We should still have more women on here. It looks like only the women tear it up. <laughs> 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 oh, definitely, definitely fire. Um, I, yeah, I had a few questions. Uh, let's see. I had a lot of questions actually, but because you, you hit me right on the toes when you talked about podcasts, because I started a podcast. I actually have three recorded and ready to send, but uh, I, li I listened to, um, I think it was Pat Flynn that said something about whenever you launch a podcast, you want to launch it with, um, you want to launch it with as many podcast recordings as possible. He said, he mentioned like five because of downloads and stuff like that. It, but that was a long, it was an old audio I listened to. Is there any truth to that still? Yeah, I actually have it here in the planning. They say three to five because you don't want to keep fishing for content. Let's say if you start your podcast, you want to give yourself a cushion. So like, for example, if you do a current event based podcast and everything you're doing is current event, you have to record maybe weekly because you want to keep with the times, everything that's going on within that time frame. new events happen, new news happen. So I would say three is good. That's what I'm doing right now. We've recorded two and we're going to release after we do the third one, we're going to release the first one next week. So just so that way it gives us a cushion and we'll release it for eight weeks straight. And I'm going to do eight episodes. I, I want to do, I don't do like ongoing podcasts. I did that at the love zone. We went from like September to like May, like it was crazy. Like every week that was just like, Good. like a job. So I feel like I learned my work ethic from that as far as how to process podcasts. What I do is seasons. You could do a season, like eight to 15 episodes, take a break. Don't take a long break you know, um, maybe two months and come back. But I would say to give yourself a cushion, three is good. Okay. Um, thank you for that. And then the other question is, um, so I started out recording on GarageBand. Okay. Where do you, and then I know a lot of people say Logic, uh, depending on if you have a Mac or Windows, what do you record onto? Okay, I record on, so now because of what's happening, I, I, I've used Audacity. Audacity is free. Okay. It's, you got a window. it's very similar to GarageBand, but okay. because I have um I have a Microsoft, I don't ha I, I don't have like an yeah. Mac, so I can't use GarageBand unless I use it on my iPhone or my tablet. But yeah. I, I use Audacity. Okay, huh? so iPhone but no Mac. One of those people, huh? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know. And then when it happens, no Mac. I I know, I know. It's funny, <laughs> but but honestly, what I've been doing is video. So I've been doing like um you could do something called Streamyard. StreamYard is free and StreamYard is a like a platform where you can simulcast. So if you want to go live on Facebook, you want to go live on Instagram, simulcasting means going simultaneously and casting through all social media handles. StreamYard is free for I think about 30 days and I think it's a paid. But what I'm doing right now, I've been using Skype and then I convert that into an audio. That's what I've been doing because I do interviews and I need to see yeah. people's faces. I can't do the, I don't see you, let's talk thing. I did that when I was on the love zone because everything was like a phone and, a, and the computer. And it was like, you're talking over people. And yeah. so I've been using video. So right now you're able to take video and convert it into audio without using a converter. You just put mm -hmm. it into the little hosting site and it makes it audio for you. Okay, 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 good stuff, good stuff. And then, um. And then about monetizing. So I started out using Anchor. And right. um, Anchor had that thing to where you had to, I mean, after after you get to a certain amount, you got to read their little, your, their, their script to, to kind of advertise them, which is which wasn't bad. But uh, they talked about the CPM being, um, yeah. I think, I think, what was it, like 18? Yeah. Or something like that. But so 
at what point was it 5,000, 10,000 viewers or something like that to where mm -hmm. you can start monetizing? But it's about, what, I think it's 10,000 now. 10,000, okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to ask is when do you recommend that? Like as far as uh, starting, because you know, sometimes people don't want to hear that. don't want to hear all those advertisement unless you, you, uh, you got it like that, uh, you know, after a while. Yeah, what, what, see, that's the thing I was talking to um, Ron and um, Michael about with Anchor or like, I know people who already monetize their podcast. They do more sponsorships, local sponsorships. For example, I know a gentleman who started, he's, he does his podcast on Podbean and he already has, he, the first episode he came out with okay. three different sponsors. He has a restaurant where he does like an affiliate, like, hi, this is, this is Bob from Podbean. Remember to ask for, like, he gives like a discount code and then they go to the restaurant and he, he has a partnership with them. And when we interviewed him and I have that on my podcast, he said that he charged for different episodes, different prices. So sponsorship could be traditional sponsorship, local businesses, um, anyone that you might know that needs sponsorship. I mean, he just started. So I'm sure his numbers are not anything crazy. Yeah. He was able to get a couple hundred dollars just for one sponsorship. I mean, that's not a lot, but he did it three or four times because his um, podcast is like a podcast magazine. Mm -hmm. It's something called like podcast magazine where he does a layout of all um, categories like a magazine does. So I think that maybe help, it helps people visually like advertisers say, oh, it's like a magazine. So it's like ads. Yeah. A lot of people don't, but with the CPM is true. It's really crazy. Like I, I, I tried to get to get the love zone to, to do mid roll. Mid roll is like a huge agency for ad and they wanted like 50,000. Yeah, like, yeah. And then they were paying like a dollar 50. Yeah, that's and what I was, like, uh, so, but, but on, on the, if you're going to do an advertisement, or if you're going to do, uh, um, if you're going to do something like that, is it better to do it at the beginning before your show starts in the middle or toward the end? Is there a certain time that's better to do that? To, to do the read the way you, you mean like, like um, if you're going to do like uh like joe rogan joe rogan announces like 15 different things all through the thing right yeah yeah, who's joe yeah. Rogan? he can get away with that right yeah i mean you can do they're they're usually called a, a pre-roll a mid-roll and a post-roll okay. those are like the that the pre-roll is a pre-announcement right before the show starts like hi my name is denise and anchor sponsoring us make sure to get your free account on anchor hi yeah, welcome to my show right yeah. and then then you have in the middle of the show where they said Okay, okay, guys, we'll be right back. Remember that Progressive is the insurance for you. And then they come back. So they do like a middle, uh, be, I'm sorry, beginning, middle, and then an end. Uh -huh. But it uh -huh. depends how much, how many sponsors you have and how much money you're getting. Joe Rogan's probably getting so much money that he has full sponsors, like 15 or so. And the thing is, I suggest what I'm doing is trying to get sponsors in the beginning and try my luck with that, with my show, just because you have to set the, the expectation, but I have a friend of my show who sold his podcast to um, eBay. He's done a lot. He talks about not having sponsorship right away because it kind of takes away from your listenership. So it all depends on what kind of show you have and what's your plan financially. If you're okay with not making money initially and you want to grow your brand, then that's, that's a way to do it. You know, just maybe not starting or starting right away. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. My son just wants to hear. That's uh, all right. We all understand. I'm gonna, I got some more questions, but I'm going to see if anybody else has some more before Can I take I that too? Give me a second. I'm sorry. Can I do that too? Hold on a second. Put them on. Put them on. You know, yeah, we all at home. Put them on, put them on the camera. Yeah, he's like, say hi. Hi. He's hi. Hey. Yeah, okay, so Can go I ahead. Can do it too? Yeah, you can do it in a little bit, okay? Yeah, here. Give me one second. <laughs> Please. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, he thinks he's like five and he's not even three yet. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, so Ron, Miss Pat, T-Boyd, Terrence, we got 10 minutes. You guys okay. ah. All right, Terrence, Terrence is going to jump in. Denise, first of all, thank you. This was very informative. Oh, thank you. I'm an analytical guy. And one of the things you said earlier was, as far as the big, biggest obstacle, you said, is just starting. That's my struggle because I'm going to overanalyze this over and over and over. And I'm sitting here, I want to be perfect. So for somebody like myself, 
story. Just, just start. Just, just do it. Just, to, yeah. just get away and set something up, and don't worry about losing the audience that I don't have already. Anyway. Right. <laughs> you can't lose nothing you didn't have, even if it's just you doing it. You're out there, but as you do it, I think you get better. Because yeah. I did my first live video um, recently. I was like, ah, I, I waited so long because I was trying to figure out what do I want to say? How do I, let me write this down. Let me think. And it took me from doing it. But when I finally did it, the day I did it, I just said, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to even think about it. And I got like 2,000 views. See? So wow. it's just, um, just getting started but being authentic. Because sometimes, Terrence, if you sit there and overanalyze it, you don't sound genuine. And if you're getting up there and saying, hey, this is Terrence, and I just want to let you know, people are going to be like, okay, I'm kind of tuned it out. But if you're like, man, let me tell you something that happened to me today, and you're kind of really being genuine and being yourself, and even making mistakes, people that endears people to you. You're right. Fair Your enough. personal interest. Remember we yeah. talked about it, that, Ron? And mistakes, right? oh, I shouldn't have said that. But what do you guys think about it? You know, and start, you know, that way of growing your audience just organically. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, yeah, that's my biggest challenge is that I just wanted to be spot on because I'm going to have that one big sponsor right there who's ready to send me million dollars every time I open my mouth that I'm worried about losing that I don't even have yet. So you can't good. think like that. You okay. just have to, you know, you have to welcome just mistakes and welcome just growing and abundance at the at the like i told michael and i told ron what you guys were doing i was like wow that's pretty cool you don't hear like a, i mean you guys are a big group of people who get together and collectively throw these ideas and have these conversations i was like why are you guys are not recording this like why is this not up somewhere like why is this not on a podcast like why you know I, like i mentioned i have someone that i interviewed he's he did a show on vice and he puts all his content anything he does he puts it in one place and I, I've been saying that for the longest. I mean, and, and I wasn't practicing what I was preaching because I was like, oh, I'm in front of people. I'm over here doing this. And, and I'm like, I'm not. And I'm like, as soon as COVID came, I'm like, I'm not, I have to do the same thing. You, you just have to, even this right now is being recorded. It's good to, it's content is so important. We could see that. Like Spotify is paying millions of dollars, obviously to top people. But now Apple, I don't know if you guys heard, Apple, that they're, they're the, the place to distribute podcasts, they want to come up with original content now. They're like, oh, we missed the boat. We were here first. Spotify came and grabbed everyone. Now they want original content. So they're going to be looking for ideas. They're going to be doing like Spotify did a boot camp. I don't know if you guys remember that, this big competition where they said, any podcaster, bring your idea. And they had 18,000 people submit their ideas and they only took like 10 people and they groomed them and all this stuff. When companies do that, they're looking for new inventive ideas. They're looking for IPs that they can get for free, for sure. Hmm. So why not start your own, you know, your own thing? and make your own way and have your own story. I mean, one of my friends where I was telling you about, she, she said to me, every content that you have, you know, Kindle does very cheap. Like you can download all the content you have and turn it into a book. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. She's like, turn it into, she's like, you have it, just do it. And I think that's what a lot of people are starting to realize while being home, this is a momentum. Let me just make sure that I record this, you know? And I talked about this with you two, and any sports fans it was the michael jordan documentary if that would have not been recorded that footage was vintage footage if that was not documented would that even matter if it happened or not so it's key yeah. to make sure that you hone in on that i always i always thought they were live you know which they may or may not be but they do you edit the podcast like I mean, you record it and then you can make edits, right? Is that yeah. what you're doing? You can, definitely. I, so, I, I used I mean, to do. That's even more reason just to start because obviously. You can always edit. Edit, that's change, you know, improve. You edit even the, um, the voice in Audacity. Like she used Audacity. And she used Audacity. Edit, prop things out, prop noise out. Um, yeah. Mistakes. I, I once interviewed a girl stuttering in my journalism class. I had to go do an interview and she stuttered. I was like, okay. And I, I can't imagine up. your face. I, yeah, because I didn't expect it. I had to do this interview and turn it in. And so I had to go through and edit her, edit out every stutter um, until nobody knew she was stuttering. At the end, they were like, this was an amazing interview. And I was like, Did, you know, she stuttered. And I, I had to go in and edit out like every word she said. 
five and six times. It was interesting, but it taught me how to edit on Audacity. You know. See, Bryce, so you don't have to worry about it. You can edit. Even Anchor has a small editing feature. I mean, I've never used a feature on Anchor. I use Audacity. And what I do is um, I have a partner. Her name is Ann Smith. And what we do is I'll listen to the audio. She'll listen to the audio and I make notes. And then she'll go and edit. And then I'll go double check and edit behind her just to make sure that because the, the, the type of podcast that I'm doing is not, it's not controversial, but it's like a lot of social justice issues. So it can get very heated and a lot of people have very raw opinions. I feel like now, now, nowadays, no one, everything's out the window. It's like, surprise, we're going to say whatever we want. So <laughs> there's certain things that you have to make sure that are not said. Like, curse words is okay. I mean, we're not regulated, but I had some people that were like really cursing. I'm like, okay, this is too many. You know. <laughs> Got to cut some of it out. Does anybody else have a question? Um, I know I had one more. Anybody else have anything they want to add or say? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you. This was awesome. Um, I, I knew that you was going to bring the fire, like like Ike said. Um, he was impressed, and I, I'm I'm blown away. Oh really? Um, oh, well, yeah, you're 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 the bomb. Um, and, and I guess what my question would be, like, I know we say get started, you know, but, um, the, what content should I, or should I make, maybe should I just make a list of things that I feel I want to talk about and then go with that Yeah. rather than, cause I'm always thinking I need to go with, with like what my industry is. And maybe that's not what I need to talk about on the podcast. So uh I think just go with your passion and research and see whatever your passion is, if there's a following for that. Okay. So, cause for example, my passion could be like knitting yarn and you know, that might not be a passion that people have interest in, you know, there gotcha. are passions that people don't have. I'm just giving you something that's way like extreme, but I, I think that's a, a good example of like naming the passions that you have and seeing what type of audience is out there. I think YouTube is a good format to look at you know, and, and see, for example, you can type in, if you have, a, if you're in the industry of like, you, you have, you do investment in finance and you look for financial um, podcasts or financial um, YouTube, and you can see the viewership, you can see the listenership, and there's an audience that, that's going to be welcoming to you with your style, your authenticity, and your story, always telling who you are and, and what else you have to bring to the table, which is information, I guess, um, you know, your industry trends and things of that nature. So I would suggest having your passion and making sure that it lines up with what's out there too, because there's passions that people have that there's no real big, you know, um, um for it or people want to. Or they don't think it. there is too, because I will say this, like if you look at um, Julia and Julia, that movie, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but this housewife decided to do a blog on just recreating Julia Child's cookbook. And she did one recipe a day for 365 days. And she thought nobody was watching and eventually it blew up. I mean, but it blew up to millions. She blew up because it was a familiar person who did that yeah, before. She repurposed. Her, it wasn't even her cookbook. It was Julia Child's. All she did was recreate. What she recreated it. Did a name yeah. that was already out there so that's why so that's not fair <laughs> now it's a but that's what most people do yeah. anyway though copy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she copied the remix that these two guys called it they said remix and i was like damn and i've seen you know situations where i've had certain things happen i'm like okay this is very familiar but you can't that's another thing don't look at what anybody else is doing because that's the biggest mistake when you you know you're looking to the side you, you you know you drive you look to the side you look to your side mirrors and you look at your rear mirror you don't turn your head around it's it's just it's not gonna work everybody does things differently and people create their path differently but with, to your answer just find the passion that you feel as though is an audience out there for and i think you'll be able to hone in on what's the top five or top six that you think you can talk about because i'm sure you're a person of many facets you have a lot of things you're you're interested in but we got to make sure that those things are interesting and that's a good point you made i follow these guys on on twitter and they're called the brat the bradshaw boys anybody watch sex in the city the main character's name was oh, carrie yeah. bradshaw so there are a bunch of men who watch sex in the city and talk about it a show that ended in yeah. 2004 you know who they got on their show <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. You know why? Because she did the Julia Julia, you know, copy 
Or think about Beavis and Butthead. They just sat around talking about shows and laughing and giggling and making comments. Yeah. And they blew up. I mean, you can do things that you do, just just being creative and being new, different. Right. To I me. mean, the show that I'm doing is like, it's a lot, but I'll let you know. It's a little raw, but <laughs> it, they go in. But I, 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 I'm just tailoring to what's happening right now. It's a lot happening in the media and social justice wise. And I do other things with social justice in my state. So it's, it's some intense, but I had, I had a few people listen to those like, wow, it's, it's good, but it's, it's, a, it's a, it's raw. I'm like, yeah, they're like, wow. I just, I'm, I feel like a time in my life right now. I don't want to, I don't want to lie. Right. I don't want to be. Well, we'll do one more question and then I'll give everybody your contact info so we can know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your show. I, what, what did you, I know you wanted to. My son is like, Hey, no, I'm kidding. Well, well, no, I, I mean, I guess the, uh, we'll just summarize it with before you make the podcast, are you doing any marketing like like this one you launched? Are you marketing it to people to so where they know it's about the launch beforehand or are you waiting until afterwards to uh, to do some uh, or after you do your first one or kind of when when is that piece happening for you? Um. Wait, okay, because I have because I have a community of podcasters in New Jersey, I really didn't promote the podcast as much, the one that I'm coming out with, but we are planning to do that this week because it's coming out in two weeks. So we're going to do some promo for it, but I would suggest promote it. Um, it just depends. Are you going to do a podcast based on your brand business or, or something completely different? Completely different. How, how are you okay. promoting it too? Is it, is it promotion based on i mean you got your you got your network but not everybody has just a, like a network like that i mean are you just going on social media to the friends or kind of what's the promotion aspect yeah social media we're doing stuff on the ig so i have an instagram already for the name of the show and everything so we're promoting on there i'm promoting on podcast is unlimited and, and this is happening right now today we talked about it just doing like hashtags different types of search engine optimization words like see you know you know about that the keywords that that correlate with your brand and your show and you post it out there that are popular so people that hashtag they'll see your stuff come up so those they, are things to do now can they subscribe before you even make your first podcast or your or does is it just sending them so they know it's about to launch it's it's maybe setting up a trailer i would suggest we have a small trailer for the one that we had i'm um, sorry the one that i'm recording now and that's what we're going to put out maybe doing like a trailer and then maybe doing a promo with that there's something called headliner Mm -hmm. they'd give you nine or 10 free audiograms or audiograms are like, I know you've seen those pictures with people's faces and they're like the right. audio is moving. You could do that promote. I would say just promote on social media or email people. That's what I'm doing. I'm emailing my, my list that I have for my community, letting them know when it's coming out and to look for it and to check out, check it out when it comes out and doing more social media, but you can't subscribe to it until you have it actively live. Okay. If it's not live, you can't subscribe to it, to the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Denise. I no problem. respect everybody's time. Um, I Man, this was some great information. Where can they reach out to you or see you if they really want to like tune into your podcast? And, and or Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So I'm at podcastersunlimited.net is my website. I could send, I could just, let me see. I could put it in the chat. Yeah, that makes life easier in there for all of us and maybe um and uh, maybe an email if they want to yeah absolutely if anyone has questions michael michael you posted in the group I mean, the Facebook. A... oh i thought she was typing yeah i'm typing it in oh, okay <laughs> i'm used to michael doing everything michael yeah, but I will tell you guys real quick too. Um, like she said about the um, the topics, I I did have a show one time because I was doing a blog talk live, and I had a show about relationships, and that show got like sixty nine hundred listeners. Um, it was just men versus women, and it was um, it's called Men Speak, and I just had men tell their opinions, and women tell their opinions about relationships, and it was it blew up like anything that has to do with people talking about like um like she said current events relationships um and having different experts speak those are like some of the top shows that 
Really and tr- true crime podcasts true crime. are basically. She did say that. I'd never even known that, but true crime, she said, was like number one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting right, my email. In. Okay, so she typed her email and all that so you guys could um, check her out. Are these both websites? Yeah, Podcasters in New Jersey is my organization. That's where I have like the home podcast. Um, I mean, I would share it, but you guys can see it. It's like Podcast the home. And that's my business, yeah. And I have other podcasts that I put up from New Jersey. I have about 30-something of my group that they have their podcasts, and you can click on their podcast, and you can go to their direct links and stuff like that. So they, I promote them. And, um, like, different opportunities to work with in different events and, like, articles that were originating more original content of our own that we're writing, not just clicking and repurposing other content. So that's what we're working on doing and more of a structure. So. Okay. And to, for contact information just for the recording. Yep, that's me. Podcasters Unlimited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for coming and listening. And we're posting the recording also to our group for those. You could upload this to Anchor, just saying. Wow. Make it into a podcast. I'm just kidding. Right. You gotta make us do a podcast right now. <laughs> Wanna like this? You should do a challenge. You should do like a 30 day challenge between your group and see who, who comes Uh-oh. up with something. Ooh. Nice. Ron, we Ron, we're gonna get you on that. Yeah, let's go. Here, Ron. Let's Ron's go. The I like challenges. All right, well, you like guys have challenges. a good night. And I guess good night, guys. Thank, thank, you, thank, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Denise. Appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Want to come back tomorrow? Everybody who's on the line, Charlie, 